Well, I want to say good morning to you, uh, all of those that are watching at home because you can't watch here. Uh, I, the reason why uh, we're doing this, and so and we're doing this out of an abundance of caution, uh, somebody in our leadership team has tested positive for COVID, and I'll give you one guess, it was me. I tested positive for COVID, and so uh, while I am on the downside of, uh, of symptoms, I wanted to make sure uh, that uh, I, I, I protected everybody else. And so that's the reason why today we are doing uh, service from home only. And so, or work, or wherever you're at, in your car, wherever you're watching at, uh, just know that uh, uh, we love you. We wish we could be together, but uh, you would probably talk to me at some point in the service if you were here. And so uh, I'm doing this for your protection. Uh, you may notice behind me that there is a QR code uh, if you are following along and you want to follow the notes for today, I would ask you to scan that QR code or go on your app store. If you have a Google or Android phone, download it. That way you get the notes for today. Um, that has everything that we're going to be diving into as well as uh, my outline for what we're going to be preaching on. So let's dive in. And uh, we're in this series called Anthem of Hope, and we've been talking about mental health. This whole time, we've been kind of focusing on mental health. And what I want to ask you as we dive into this, what do you say when you talk to yourself? You know, all of us talk to ourselves, and some of us, it's just normal stuff, right? You, you tell yourself, don't forget the milk, or don't forget to pick up the kids, or whatever it is. It's that ongoing self-talk that you have going on in your brain. The talk that you have over and over and over again. And see, like many of us, though, we're often stuck in a negative loop. It just kind of runs negatively, right? You know, you get it stuck in traffic, and what do you do? You go, who's the idiot in front of us that is causing this? Because that's what I do. I get there, and I'm like, who's doing this? Why, why can't people learn how to zipper? Why can't people learn how to figure this out? We're, we're going, it's negative, right? What about... What about in the morning? You get up in the morning and you go, there is so much to do today. Or at night, you go to this next line and you're like, I didn't get anything done. I just was not productive today. It was just terrible. Or how about this? With money, you go, we're always broke. We're just always broke. You know, we just can't seem to get ahead. Or we, I love this one. When you make a mistake, you just go, why am I such an idiot? You know, this is how our minds work. And see, what I want to do is I want to change what you do when you talk to yourself. I want to change that mindset. Uh, you know, what are we doing to change? How do we want to change it? And why ask? And so well, here's what our, one of these things, and this is going to be key for you, is what you say to yourself matters more than you can imagine. What you say to yourself matters more than you can imagine. Here's what it says, and we're going to look at the good news translation here just really quick. It says, be careful how you think. Your life is shaped by your thoughts. And that's Proverbs 4.23. Again, this is the good news translation, but, but it says, be careful how you think. Your thoughts. It's the law of cognition. What you think is what you believe. What you believe is how you feel. How you feel is how you do. It's really just kind of how it goes. What you think is what you believe. What you believe is, ends up becoming how you feel. How you feel leads to what you do. And so here, Paul, Paul David Tripp wrote a great book out there. It's called Dangerous Calling. 
If you're a pastor, I encourage you to read that. It says no one is more influential in your life than you are because no one talks to you more than you do. And so some of you are talking yourself into a life that you hate. Some of you, you just continue to talk yourself into negativity. And so today we're going to talk about silencing your negative thoughts. Would you just take a moment with me real quick and let's just pray for a moment as we open this up just that we, 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 we focus our thoughts away from the negativity and we focus into some positive and going, God, what would you have me here today? So let's just pray for that for a moment. Father, help us remove the negative thoughts. Help us remove the negativity that's sitting on our brain out there, the, the overwhelm. The, the feelings that we have that we just can't get enough done, that we're that the, even now that service is just wasted, is a time wasted to, because we're not, we're not being productive. And so, Father, help me receive what you have for me in this message. Help me, help me see and feel and, and understand that my negative thoughts can control which direction I go and help me shift those into a positive direction so I move in a positive direction. Father, thank you, and it's in your son, Jesus' name, that we pray. Amen. So, how many of us are chronically negative? You know, and see, it's a massive problem for people that they just continue to be poisoned by their negative thoughts. And it's really a mental health problem. We just continue to just do it. And it's not just a practical problem, right? It, it's a spiritual problem as well. So here's what it says. We've been talking about this. Remember that your thoughts have incredible power. Now, if you're at home, talk to the wall, talk to somebody next to you, tell them your thoughts have incredible power. Your thoughts have incredible power. Make sure that you're sharing that. Make sure that you're telling people because they do. And then here's the other thing that you need to understand. You have incredible power over your thoughts. You have incredible power for it. You have the ability to go, this is what I'm going to think about this. I, I used to have this thing, nobody else can make you angry. You have to make yourself angry. You have to have that shift of thoughts. You have to go that direction. You have incredible power over your thoughts. Let's look at Romans 8, verses 5 and 6. So if you are following along in your Bible, this would be past. If you open up and you get past the Gospels, you get a little further past, you'll go to Acts here you find Romans right here, and it says, and so open up to chapter 8, verses 5 and 6. It says, those who live according to the flesh have their mind set on what the flesh desires. Now, if you're following along with me, underline this portion here. It says, the flesh have their mind set on what the flesh desires, because that's what ends up happening. And it says, those who live in accordance with the Spirit, so underline from this point forward, have their mind set on what the spirit desires. The mind is governed by the flesh, and it, the mind that is governed by the flesh is death, but the mind that is governed by the spirit is life and peace. Anybody ever heard that line, peace of mind? This is where we get peace of mind from. And I, I have three goals to this message that I want to share with you. One, I want to show you why your negative thoughts are killing you is really just what happens. And so I want to help identify this. So why your negative thoughts are helping kill you and help kill them. And then also I want to help you identify them and I want to help you change your negative thoughts. So ask this question, why is negative thoughts so toxic? 
What, you know, and so what we have is what we call negativity bias. You know, and neuroscience shows that negative events imprint on our brains more quickly and linger longer than positive ones. It's just what happens. You remember the negative much more than you remember the positive. You know, it's easy, if you just think about it, what's your relationship with somebody else, it's easy to remember the negative things that they've done. They did this, they did that. It's just easier to remember that. It's harder to remember, hey, the good times. It's harder to remember those things that you come up and you go, oh, I remember this and I remember that. And, you know, and so I, and we can prove it. Remember, if, you remember that time you had to do a presentation that went terrible? Of course you do. Remember that first kiss that you had that was terrible? Of course you do. You remember your favorite outfit? You remember, do you remember what the last delivery thing that you had at the house? Remember the last thing that was delivered? Was it good food? Like if you got DoorDash delivered this week, was it exactly how you got it from the restaurant or did it change your thoughts about it? Melissa and I, we, uh, during the, the middle of the pandemic, uh, we ordered from one of our favorite places that we usually like to go to and I'm not going to name them because all of a sudden we're going to give them a bad reputation. But, uh, you know, we, we, were, we were thinking about, we were living in Fairfield and thinking about going to Texas. And so as we go, and we go, we order our food, we place it online, we go pick it up because we didn't want to wait for delivery. We get the food, we get back to the house, and the food was terrible. It was terrible. We go, it made us to the point where we we're like, we're never going to go back there again because of how terrible the food was. We never want to go back to the restaurant that represent Texas in Fairfield. It, it's like one of those things is because it was so, so terrible as how the food was that we got. So that is imprinted on our brains. It's stuck there. Now, it doesn't matter how many times that we've gone there and the food has been delicious. It's been great. It's been, you know, we've gotten these meals that have been, that have been terrific. We've known the owner. We've, you know, it's like it just, it's been great. But, but the one time that it's terrible, it sticks. It's just like, man, it's stuck here, you know, or how about this? What was the last three times that somebody complimented you? Some of us, we can't even remember that, right? You can't remember the last time somebody complimented, but you can remember the last time that somebody says, hey, are you gaining weight? Or, the, you know, can, I mean, you, you remember that immediately. You remember that one critical thought. You, you remember those things, boom, it comes right to thought. We focus if you changed your mind and focused on the compliments, maybe the, the, the criticism would go away a little easier. Just to give you another point here, what, fat, what spreads faster on social media? Is it positive things or is it negative things? What, what is going, what's, you know, what gets more clicks on the news app? Is it the positive things? Is it the negative things? You know, the newspapers have a line and it says, if it bleeds, it leads. And so that's kind of the mindset. They help develop this chronic negativity. It just continues to flow and flow and flow and go in that direction. It sends us into this constant state of fight or flight. It just drives us into that. And see, when we have these stress situations, see, God designed our brain to release cortisol into our blood system. And it makes us to where we're more alert, we're more focused, and it, it's... And so sometimes we can realize that it's good or not. But if we're chronically negative, we always feel that we're in danger. You know, that's what happens. As soon as that releases into our brain, we're like, oh, we're in danger. And all of a sudden, we have to start looking for what's coming at us. And see, if your mind is governed by the flesh, 
you're, you're always seeing that you're going to get death. That's what you're always, you know, and so you focus on the negative and, you're, and you start developing these, neuro, these negative neural pathways. And it just can, and negativity becomes a habit. It just becomes one of these things that it's easier to go into negativity than it is to find the positive in certain situations. When you, the news you consume, the shows you watch, the music you enjoy, the social media you spend hours on, the people you spend time around with, all create a script that directs your life. All of them do it. So what you're watching on TV, what you're, the news that you're reading, the shows that you watch, the music you enjoy, the social media that you're on, and the people you spend time around all create a direction for your life. And think about it. If you hang around nothing but negative people, and if they're always critical about things, then you tend to be critical. If you hang around positive people all the time, then you'll be a positive person. You'll, you'll be a lot like where you're at. See, your thoughts have incredible power, and you have incredible power over your thoughts. So you have to start molding them in a direction that your inner script continues to be a positive inner script. See, recognize when you're prone to the most negativity. You have to start going, where is my mind most prone to negativity? And see, you can't, you know, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, you cannot defeat what you cannot define. You have to be able to define it. What is your one? What is your one thing? What is the direction you're going? See, some of us, we have to deal with these things. We, so some of us, we have this cynicism, right? And it's really this, this general distrust of people and their motives. You're always cynical of things. You're like, why are they doing this? What's happening here? And you just have this complete distrust of people. And then some of us, we have this negative filtering. We always are seeing what is wrong. It, 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 it's all or nothing. It's black and white. It, it's, it's let down all bad. It, if it's a mistake, you're dumb. If you disagree you, with somebody, you write them off. It, it's just that negative, complete, fil you know, that filtering. You know, it, it's just kind of that. That's how it is. And then some of us, we have absolute thinking. Your way or nothing. Right? It, it's just how it is. You know, it, it's just that's the mindset. And then the last one is we like to play the blame game. We always believe that you are the victim. That's what you do. You, that's your blame game. You're the victim. You don't have any control. Life just happens to you. You can't do anything about it. You find yourself getting jealous. You're constantly critical. You're, discontent, you're discontented. You're, you're assuming the worst. You're hard on others, and then you're hard on yourself. This is just kind of how it goes. So can people shift? Can we get a new neurological procedure? Can we do some things? So we can do the exact same procedure of building those negative pathways and we can build positive pathways. We just have to have a different mindset. We have to have a different frame of thought. We have to start looking at going, we need to start producing 70% success and 30% failure rather than 100% failure. That's what happens. So can you change? Yes. Yes, you can change. Does it happen accidentally? No. It's not going to naturally happen. You're going to have to, you're going to have to overcome this. So David shows us how and what we need to do. And so he is hit by an avalanche of negativity. So in 1 Samuel 30, uh, David and troops come home from battle, right? And they discover the enemy had burned their homes, taken their wives and children. And worse is, is that David was blamed for all of it. David was the one 
who was blamed. If we wouldn't have gone out to battle, this wouldn't have happened. And so his, his, his men plotted to kill him. And so they were going, hey, we're going to get ours. We're going to come after you. And so here's what it says. And so 1 Samuel 30, verse 3, it says, When David and his men reached Ziklag, they found it destroyed by fire and their wives and sons and daughters taken captive. So David and his men wept aloud until they had no strength left to weep. David was greatly distressed because the men were talking of stoning him, and each one was bitter in spirit because of his sons and daughters. But David found strength in the Lord his God. And here it is. We're going to go and we're going to look at the, so that there is the NIV. Look at the King James Version. So we're going to just jump ahead and it says, but David encouraged himself in the Lord his God is what the King James Version say. So what did David say? We don't know. We don't know what he says. Now it's not told to us in this, but we know what he said many other times in scripture. There's plenty of times where he talked to himself. Look at Psalms 103. So if you jump to Psalms 103 in your Bible, which is almost dead smack in the middle, it says, praise the Lord, my soul, my all my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not his benefits. Who forgives all your sins and heals all your desires? Who redeems your life from the pit and crowns and crowns you with love and compassion and who satisfies your desires with good things see here's the thing david's got to tell he's like look at this god who anointed me king who chose me who set me apart from everybody who delivered me from from a lion and bear and and i i was able to find the faith to I, you gave me faith to fight a giant and you protected me from saul's spears you, you've done so much look at what you've had then look at psalms 103 verse 8 it says the lord is compassionate and gracious slow to anger abounding in love I, have you heard this this verse before i mean is this something that you, you know sure look at psalms 86 15 but you lord are a compassionate and gracious god slow to anger abounding by love and faithfulness or, or what about this one? Psalms 145.8. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, rich in love. Look, you can just see it time and time again. And each one of these are attributed to David. He continues to say, the Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, rich in love. It says a lot. He didn't just go through it one time. He didn't make it up. He, he, he continues to say it over and over again. And God said it first, by the way. When he was describing himself to Moses in Exodus, 30, in Exodus 34, 6, he said the exact same thing. And see, David had not only meditated on that verse, he memorized it. It became what he got. And so when things got bad, he didn't have to go looking for the verse. He just knew it. You know, it's, see, the, it was the greatest tool that he had. He can just continue to go to it. You know, he can go back to this thing. You know, he, he, he acted, and you're going you're to kind of find this a little funny, he acted like a cow, right? And you're going, what do you mean he acted like a cow? See, a cow has this mindset. A cow goes, I chew, I swallow, I, threw, I, chew, I throw up, I chew again, I swallow. Why? Because I'm going to get every bit of nutrition out of it. You know, it's called cows renumerate, right? You know, they, they, they go through this. and it get, they, So we need to get to this point where we meditate on God's word. 
We need to get to this mindset where we continue to go back to this verse like David did. David goes back to this verse time and time again. This verse from, from Exodus 34, 6, it says, The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, and rich in love. Over and over and over again, what is your verse? What is your verse? And it, so we need to get to that mindset of going, I will always go to my verse. And it says, and so we're going to go to Romans 15, 13. I know I'm jumping around a lot. I'm going fast. But keep up with me. Here we got to go. It says, Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So you have to say this to yourself. You have to go, I am different. I don't have to continue to act the same way. I don't have to go to negativity fast. I don't have to go to the social media. I don't have to go on the news that's negative. I don't have to go and be a YouTube rabbit. I don't, I, I don't have to hang out with negative friends. I need to fill my mind with the good news and retrain my thoughts because my thoughts have incredible power. And, you're, and you have incredible power over your thoughts. See, here's what we're going to look at. So for cynicism, right, you have this mindset. We're going to look at the Bible fair, uh, paraphrased right now. And so here's what the thing. If you have this, this, this condition, if this is your mindset, and you, just have, you can just say to yourself, with God's help, I can get rid of all bitterness and skepticism. I choose to believe the best about others and to be kind, compassionate, and loving. I will love and forgive others as Jesus has loved and forgiven me. Right? So if that's the case, if you, have, if you are just a cynical person, start to say that to yourself. Make that your verse and just make that to what you're going to say on a regular basis. Now, if you have this problem with negative filtering, so if you, this is, if you have this one, let's follow, follow me here. And if you're not following along on our notes, if you don't have this, then go get our app, get the notes, because you need to get these and you need to be telling yourself this. Recognize if you're a cynic, if, you're a, if you have negative thoughts, if you have this absolute thinking, and start telling yourself this. All of us have this direction. And so negative filtering, God, by your power, I will take every thought captive and make it obedient to the truth of Christ. Because you are good, I choose to think on what's good, right, true, helpful, and worthy of praise. As I trust in you, your peace will guard my heart, my soul, and my mind. And so if you're, a, if you're an absolute thinking person, here's what you need to tell yourself. As Jesus loved and accepted me, I will love and accept others rather than always being right I'm called to always be loving. Rather than just making a point, I choose to make a difference. In humility, I choose to, to love others above myself. Right? If you have that absolute thinking problem, then maybe you should start telling you this. Now, what happens if you have this blaming problem? You just continue to blame. And, and so here's what we're going to do. We're going to shift. So if it's blaming, here's what you're going to say. God has given me a life and my, a mind of my own. By his grace, I will own my choices and choose God's best for me. I believe I have been given everything I need to accomplish everything God wants me to do today. In Christ, I will overcome. See, you have incredible, you have incredible power. Your thoughts have incredible power. It's just there. 
and you have incredible power over your thoughts. Look at what David does. I mean, I just want to go back to this verse again. It says, the Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. You have to be telling yourself this. David says it three different times in three different Psalms because he's continuing to think about that. He's continuing to focus on that. He continues to go back to that. What does your mind go to? Do you go to the negative or do you go to God's scripture? Do you go, God, point me. Tell me where I need to go. Tell me what I need to be telling myself because my, my, I have, my thoughts have incredible power. I, I can control which direction I'm going by my thoughts. My thoughts point the direction, but I have incredible power over my thoughts. We have to take this, and you have to grab these thoughts, and you have to take them captive, and you have to go, I will determine which direction I'm going. With God's help, I will move in the direction he's given to me. I will move where he's asked me to go because I have taken all the distractions captive and pushed them away. That's where we need to be at. That's where our mindset needs to be. That's how we need to start moving forward, and we need to start going, God, I know that you have an amazing plan for me. Help me move in that direction. Help me do what you've asked me to do. Help me love. Help me give to others. Help me do all of those things because I won't have the negative thoughts that say, what if I'm without? What if I have this going on? What if I have that going on? I just don't have that what if. The, it, the what if I have is going, what if I don't do what you asked me to do, God? What if I don't? What, I, what if I let you down? What if I don't find that you are the one that's true and compassionate and loving and I continue to think of the negative things where I'm going, I'm going to be lost and without and unforgiven and not worthy of your presence. That's where our minds go. Take that thought captive. Remember that you have incredible power over your thoughts. You have incredible power that your thoughts will, will help point you in the direction to go. And so make sure that you're taking captive the negative ones. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this awakening of our, of our hearts, our minds, and helping us to take these negative thoughts captive, helping us to, to move in a direction where we cast that negativity aside and we see the glory and we choose what you have in store for us rather than continuing to move with the negative and the, the pain and the suffering and, and all of the things that we just continue to, to focus on. Let us make them... Let us make them good and true and worthy of our praise. Father, thank you. Thank you for today. Thank you for just this opportunity to be able to still come together and worship. Even though we have somebody that's sick, we're still able to worship. Even though it's a little different, it's a little different. Uh, it's just a different way. But God, thank you so much that you've given us today and this way to be able to, to still come together and worship. Even though we cannot physically meet, we can still meet together. Father, let us see the positive in this. Let us see the positive to this message. Let us see all that you are doing here and let us love and do this thing, this newness that you promised to us. Father, thank you. And it's in your son, Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Well, guys, we are going to shift gears. And so we're not going to close in worship today. We're going to close out in giving. And so you may, uh, this is